Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Yeah, that's probably going to be gone. It is garbage. February 28th. Just shut up, Dan. He's talking. <laughs> 2022, and this is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. I don't know that we've had an episode this year where you guys have let me do the intro uninterrupted. <laughs> We're going to keep that train a rolling, baby. Yeah, it's I, working so far. I should not have let the cat out of the bag, I guess. It's, um, it is what it is. Sorry. Oh. I just had to roll my eyes. There we go. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in on this lovely Monday evening here in Atlanta, Georgia, wherever you are. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button, notification bell icon, and smash that like. Just get notified whenever you go, whenever we go live and just spread it. We're three spread. away from 500. Yeah, we're three away from 500. Just make it happen. Brittany S. Brittany S. logged in with her mom's YouTube account. She's getting yeah. all these weird notifications now. Getting all the burner burner accounts. Yeah. Turn them and burn them. I am Tim Herb as always. I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley, over to my right on the stream and mr dan james back from his trip his sojourn back home to england did you go back it only took world war three for you to get back (laughs) oh my gosh uh yeah it was great thanks tim my my trip to bury my grandmother was great thank you tim yikes Just keep on milking that one. Woof. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a collar stretcher, as I think is what we refer to that as. Um, if you got another just housekeeping note, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. And we know the majority of our listeners that listen to the audio are listening to us on podcasts, and we see those numbers. We have far fewer ratings than we do have listeners. Um, We're only like 10 away from 200 on there. Yeah. So if you could, if you would be so kind, I know you guys are, I don't do it while you're driving. Don't do it while you're in your commute. Oh, it's Talisker. It's a man's drink. But anyway, just make sure, make sure you do that. What? Daniel. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if you guys heard that uh, Tokyo drifting that's going on outside my neighborhood, but it's uh, better get on next door now, man. Yeah, no, I got to complain about something or complain about people complaining. It's just this crazy fun loop that next door. Even when you get off of Twitter, it's still there. Yeah. Um, Carl Seggy, first in the trap. Kendrick Brock, Elliot Beaven, Jay Hannibal. We got some names here. Clark Brewer giving us some Facebook love. We got Richard Gordon, Edgar Hernandez. Yeah, we're trying. We're live tonight on YouTube, uh, Twitter, and Facebook, giving us you know a little more. I don't know. I don't think many people are watching us on Twitch. We're not playing video games. So anyway, uh, we got Clayton Poss, Edgar Hernandez, Nathan Explosion, Haleto, Joey. We got Brent Crawford. We got Brittany S. Matt Wisniewski. We got Michelle, Brandon Scott. Just bringing the love. Bringing we're the not love. playing video games yet, Dan. Yeah. Do your your boys have a switch, right? They did. You, no, we talked about it while you were away, but Mario Strikers is making a return in June. So I'm assuming you're going to be picking that up. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'll be picking that yeah. up. Yeah, I cannot beat my kids at Super Smash Brothers, so hopefully we'll. we'll I feel like that's a little kids game, right? Like, I don't mean that in like it's geared towards children, but I feel like kids are so much better at that game than we are. Like, their brains are so much better equipped for a frenetic pace. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like those, I think, I think like uh, Doom and Wolfenstein, would, if it weren't so violent, it would be great for little kids because of how frenetic that those <laughs> games are. Or Quake. <laughs> All right, that's what I'm waiting for. When are we going to put on the Home Before Dark Quake online tournament? Because <laughs> oh, I, like original Quake or Quake 3? Uh, so I think it's called Quake Online is a port or a, like a reboot of Quake. Th- not even a reboot, just like a resurrection of Quake 3. Uh, this happened uh, when we were in college. So it's probably, I don't even know if it's still on, but that game was so much fun to play. Uh, I just remember Quake, Quake, the original one with a nail gun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's the nail gun, the frat, or the, no, am I thinking of, I'm thinking of Unreal with the flat cannon. Mm. Unreal Tournament. Anyway, I didn't really get into Unreal Tournament too much. So. Yeah, anyway. we got Will Bowron in the trap. soccer. We got Matthew Talbot joining us. It's just it's a good day. Clayton Paw saying my Moe's burrito was very good today with three dollars off, which I've heard inflation has taken a toll on. Somebody in our Slack was saying the three dollars off, and it still cost me like four fifty or something like that for. Uh, yeah, but you get burrito. six pounds of tortilla to go with oh, that. Six so. pounds of constipation to go with that. Just <laughs> opposite. <laughs> opposite. Huh. Yeah. Ooh, we got Eric Quintana, the man, the legend, E Quizzle. You we calling your you're calling yourself E Quizzle. Okay, He's joining us from the press box. Yeah, that's just. Can you see us from up there? That's the question. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, um, yeah, man. It's holy crap! What a way to open up this. I don't. Tomorrow. I don't want to be the forever the pessimist. I don't want to be forever the pessimist. But we lost our home opener, or we lost the opener whenever we won the title, right? So it's true. Yeah. So I don't think we're going to make the playoffs. That's right. Pineda out. Yeah. Pineda out. For sure. Oh, my God. Dude, like, how, like, let's just get into it. Like, how awesome is it to have a, an MLS savvy manager? I feel like I, I think, I just think that came into play and just being able to, um, being able to pivot with with the injury to Luis Araujo and like being able to bring in Dom Dwyer and just kind of switch to not even switch to a a two striker system so necessarily it, I don't know like the I the, don't even I, I think it goes beyond just what he did during the game you want to talk about the MLS you know tactician I think it goes with the lineup itself getting Dom Dwyer on a two-year deal getting Ozzy in the lineup getting these players that have got MLS experience that are veterans in this lineup to come in and have huge showings in their you know season opener so no yes, green yeah it's uh I was shocked I was not confident going into this game when I realized how many starters we were down so, yeah, let's talk about that. Who was missing? We were missing Tiago Almada. We're missing yeah. Franco Ibarra. We're missing Santiago Sosa, Alan Franco. Who else was missing? I feel well, like several were several weren't missing. They came in later on, but Moreno was on the bench yes. originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooks Lennon was on the bench originally. So those are two others that got play time, got minutes, but were not in that starting eleven. Right. I mean, they they blew away my expectations. Uh, I thought we were going to lose that game, but we it wasn't that we were just good. I mean, we we dominated in pretty much every aspect of the game. I think they and I was surprised that they um, they ended up having more possession than we did. I thought um, my initial reaction was I thought we had more than they did, but it you know. We, we it was just it was it's a great game plan um joseph hanging back a little uh in a more center forward uh i guess false nine uh position um totally pulled them pulled Dude, kansas city he was just a around. vacuum for mm-hmm. kansas city the entire game i mean just anywhere he went i mean that's what led to both of those first two goals i mean was just his ability to draw those players in and then leave and almost a couple others i mean dom dwyer i tweeted about it even because he had a great uh opportunity that was squandered just moments before he scored his actual goal but he had several where he could have 
easily had a brace, if not a hat trick in that match. And those are all related to Joseph's ability to, to pull those defenders in that back line, including obviously the Aruju goal, which wasn't really so much him pulling defenders as much as it was just a cheeky back hill to Aruju in pace, which was fucking phenomenal because he he tried it once or twice during the game before that and he just happened to link up that one for the goal which was phenomenal yeah one one thing i will say is like i felt like dom dwyer still for coming into a game cold hit that hit that um first shot pretty well like it wasn't Mm -hmm. that far off Mm -mm. it's not like he completely shanked it and it was not no i mean he hit it on a half volley if i'm not mistaken and just being able to hit that one time it it was like he looked pretty sharp yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just, I mean, the you... way he took on the defender to score his goal, he just did his job, went around the guy and stuck it right in there. It was it was really good to, to see a striker who isn't Joseph Martinez having that amount of confidence on the ball and capitalizing on an opportunity. I feel like he came in with a massive chip on his shoulder in front of that crowd. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't, you? I mean, Wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. There's, absolutely. There's, there's no way that Chatter, even Mike Conti, listening to the full time report last night, even Mike Conti was like admitting that he had some sort of bias against Dom Dwyer. And it, it was more so just like kind of, um, or like resistance to the signing just because of how much damage Dom Dwyer had done to us in the Benz playing for Orlando, playing his best soccer in, or, in an Orlando shirt was always against us, I felt like. Um, but I mean, when you do that, when the SGs are like just complaining or not even the SGs, I won't even just throw it at them. But everybody's just like, why, why would we do this? I mean, we were saying on the show, it's like, I felt like this was found money if he scores any goals. Like it's yeah. absolutely. He did exactly what you want him to do in that situation. And again, that's where it goes back to what Pineda has been able to do with some of the signings that they've gotten in the offseason is to bring in these veteran MLS players that came in and made a huge impact and a big difference whenever Atlanta United really needed them most um, last night during the match, because with the injuries and everything else that we had, there was no way we would have been able to do what we did without that leadership and that tenure within the league. Yeah. He, I mean, I feel like he, he did, he went above and beyond my expectations for what he would do quite frankly, for the season in that one game. Uh, I did not expect but much out of him at all. But I I love it when we pick up our rivals' players and yeah. because anything positive that they do is kind of a finger in the eye to the rival. So uh, bring I mean, on. we had a really good run with um, uh, Miram. Justin that Miram, too. yeah. Yeah, yeah so... I don't have any problems with that at all. I mean, no player is off limits if you're looking to bring them in. So, um, yeah, really, really happy with this performance. Um, such a massive upgrade over Kubo Torres. Um, yeah, and it's the other thing it because the the other thing it got me thinking about was since um, Luca Martinez Dupuy has that negotiation has completely fallen through uh and both teams are walking away from it it makes it gives Atlanta a little bit of pause and to able to think about exactly where they want to spend that U22 slot on um and initially my gut reaction is we want to spend it on some left wing depth potentially but we've oh seen with the god we've seen with the depth that we have already because it was basically um, a depth team that we put out there apart from a few players, but they performed admirably well against us. You know, I know they don't have Polito, but that was a strong Kansas city side. And Tim Melia is no slouching goal. No, that's for sure. He's a big dude too. And I feel like he has stood on his head a couple times playing against us in the past. And the fact that like that, that's what made me, uh, I don't know. I was super happy with Dwyer's goal because it was the composure to get it past in that position, whenever you have a big lumbering goalkeeper coming out at you, like a veteran coming out at you at the box like that and being able to just calmly lift it over him and, and place it. I, yeah, I, I was, I was thoroughly impressed with the, with the side yesterday. Um, you guys care if we get some comments from the trap in here? No, not at all. 
Yeah, I was going to kind of go off the Dwyer stuff. <laughs> Will Bauron, obviously, jokingly saying, always rated Dom Dwyer personally. I've never shit on him ever. Nope, definitely not me. Uh, Carl Saggy, hot take. Dwyer will hit 15 this year. Let's slow that down a little bit. Watching him without any ire involved shows how good of a player he is, especially off the ball. I think that is one thing. You saw a lot of good movement from him getting in positions uh, to, to, I don't know, to create chances or have somebody create chances and for Playing him. a position that he's not naturally, you know, he's not he's not a right winger, right? So it's, I mean, that's basically the position. Yes, well, I don't know his politics, be- Kevin. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> all right. Um, he's had to bring it up. So, bad. <laughs> so, I mean, he, we played with, uh, Two up top for a little bit. I mean, there was yeah, but he certainly when... drifted around quite a bit. It was to... a fluid mm-hmm. formation for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But it was nice to see two guys up top for yeah. you know five minutes, however it was. But I think he plays across the top line um, in his career, anyway. Yeah. No, agreed. And that's what he said on because um, Jason and Mike Conti talked to him after the game yesterday. And that's what they kind of they were alluding to that. And he's like, well, you know, I've never really had a preferred side right. being up there. And that's right. Like, he's not an out and out winger, but he's a forward, right? Like he can play oh, yeah. on any, either yeah. side yeah. and he can play up the middle. What have like I love I always love inverted wingers um, or inverted forwards and being able to like turn in like he did yesterday on his left on his strong left foot. I think that's always um, advantageous for our team. Uh, let's see. Jay I Hennibal. just love seeing it. I mean, it was just great to see him not only just get the goal and get it in space, but to take it one-on-one with a defender, which is always nice, to have players that can do that and do that comfortably and not just come up against a defender and then feel like they're running into a wall, you know? Right. And then, like, I think last week, whenever we recorded and we were talking positively about the signing and everybody's like, well, he hasn't scored since 2019, whatever. And you would think with that track record and probably having that both in the back of your head and then seeing that online, because there's no doubt he hasn't, you know, there's no doubt he's seen that online where you think his confidence would, he would have the yips. Like he'd be so prone to have the yips in that situation. I think, you know, breaking a 14 game duck, something like that, at least, you know, the 14 games with, with Toronto last year and just being able to first game new team, whatever, and just still having the confidence to not just take shots, but to, to be able to turn a guy and to be able to, to put a ball in the back of the net from there. I think it's, it's fantastic. Um, Do you remember, sorry, remember when we had uh, Felipe on here last season, Uh, And he was talking about, you know, we don't have, he was talking about Bello and Lennon, how they can't really go up the wing and take players on. So it's nice now that we potentially have that in Dwyer who has that confidence to do that and the ability to. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I was just going to add a couple more things in here from the, from the Dom Dwyer talk. Uh, yeah. Jay Hannibal saying he's out. Dwyer's out here taking ankles. Um, one of the sentiments from, uh, Will Bauron and Brent Crawford, same thing. Dwyer could have had three. Um, I disagree that it was an easy wide open. Oh, I mean, it was wide open, but it was not necessarily an easy one on the first one. Um, Joseph Martinez coming for most assists of the year. He's got two in the first match. Crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. That back heel to Arugia was fantastic. Um, oh, that was beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, Carl Seggy just harping more on, uh, you know, just laying more love on Dom Dwyer, saying Dwyer's in-game IQ is impressive. And I would agree with that. Um, yeah, it's just, um, he's far better. Clayton Paw saying he's far better than Kubo and Adam John. Um, but the, <laughs> to Will Baron's point, the bar is kind of low in that situation. But let's so not to talk too much about this, but in MLS, you don't really have a lot of room to have a super effective backup striker. You know what I mean? Like you spend your money wisely, exactly. you're not going to end up having two star strikers. So you have yeah. to. You got to try and find a diamond in the rough or try and like find a rehab story like Dom Dwyer or something like that to be able to to be able to do that. And it just so happened to work. We lost her. And I'll say this. We lost our best player yesterday, 20 minutes into the game. And yeah, and, had and, Dom no, Dwyer and come in and still no reports on what or how long that's going to be. It's clearly a hamstring injury, but we don't know what the severity of it is, what his return timeline may be. And so uh, I agree Tim. I think that that's, if there's any real pause or cause for concern from yesterday's match, it's that Luis Arujo is out indefinitely. As far as we know right now with 
uh, an injury that may be minor, but right now there's just zero news. And I would have hoped to seen something today that they would have gotten back from um, examination, but knowing how tight lipped the organization has been in years past with injuries, who knows if we will find anything out anytime soon. So it's never good to see a guy think that he can go back on and then immediately not be able to continue. And then, and obviously he's, he knows his body, right? And then he thinks yeah. that he's fine. And then to mm-hmm. see him, at least it seemed like he had tears in his eyes. Yeah, but he was at least walking, which is good, versus, you know, some of those, it may not be. You can walk with step. an ACL tear, Kev. <laughs> I don't think your ACL is next to your butt, Dan. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I think. I just, I just, you know, you compare it and it's, it's so fresh in Atlanta United's fandom's mind seeing Joseph go off in a season opener just two years ago. So I think from my standpoint, it's, you're really hoping that's not the case with Luis. And I'm optimistic that he was at least mobile and didn't go down immediately, even though it certainly happened whenever he scored the goal, but he still had his celebration. He tried to play, he went back in, you know, there was some things that took place that it's certainly not, a minor injury, but I, I'm really, really hoping it's not a full on tear or something that would require surgery or something drastic that would be season ending for any reason. Yeah, God, I hope not. Uh, we get, I mean, if we're going to win MLS Cup, we're going to need him. No kidding. No, for sure. I mean, you saw just the impact that he had. It wasn't even that. I, I feel like he had a chance before that, too, right? Um, before he scored that goal. I, it was good that we didn't seem to miss a beat. And Dan, to your point, when you were talking about like being surprised, I was surprised to hear that we didn't we didn't own possession because I guess we I felt like we could at least control tempo and we completely controlled the pace of play and the the um, just just the controlled the field in general. Um, I guess that's like possession without a purpose on their end, if that's the case. Because I don't know, I never felt like I guess whenever Shallowy scored that goal, I was like, fuck. Okay. That was a great goal. You got to give it to him, yeah, though, man. You want to talk yeah. about a volley, a jumping volley, no less. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was, I guess, I thought, for some reason, I thought he won Golden Boot last year, but that was uh, Tati no, Castellanos. Castellanos. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't that far behind, I don't think, last year. He's a hell of a player. Yeah. Uh, he is. He scored on us before, I believe. No, probably. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah, Eric, Eric, and Mateo both saying, uh, I, "Well, Mateo saying he's played on a torn ACL, not recommended." Um, mm. And Eric saying, you, "Everybody walks off the field with a torn ACL." Yeah, it sucks. Um, it's definitely uh, it's worrying. Muscle injuries in general, especially I think from an athletic player, tend to worry oh, me. Yeah. yeah, a guy who relies so much on his pace, like he does, and yeah. his his agility. You don't want to rush that back. I mean, we no. do We do have 33 more games, or did they expand the schedule? It's still 34 games in the regular season. I thought it was 34, but I'm not sure, Tim. Hold on one second. Yeah. While you're looking that up, Kev, to your point, Tim, Shallowy got 16 goals and eight assists last year. That's got to so. be up there in terms of like total points, right? It would have uh, to be, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was one of the highest-rated players, according to SofaScore. Yeah, he's a fantastic player for them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was surprised to not see him involved earlier than that goal because uh, he was, he didn't get subbed on, right? He played the entire game or the he was started. Yeah, uh, it's thirty four yep. too. Yeah, so I felt like we kept him relatively quiet. I, I mean, we can get to that. Our backline had a hell of a showing. I felt like yesterday. Backline played great. I oh. man, I was okay. So I'll start with the center backs. Uh, obviously, I thought Miles played great, but I was really impressed with George Campbell. Apparently, he had a few mishaps here and there, but I thought he made he got himself out of some awkward situations by shutting runners down inside the area. Um, I was really impressed with George Campbell. I was not impressed by anyone more than I was with Gutman on that back line. My God, what a showing out of that guy with a, arguably a goal-saving save, goal-saving tackle, I should say. <laughs> goal-saving save mm-hmm. is redundant, but a goal-saving tackle on that back line and just overall played phenomenally well, so much so that I felt like at the end of the game he was inside the opposing 18 just to try to get in on goal, just to 
complete the showing because he had done so much on defense. He was like, ah, I'll get up top and make a few runs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was outstanding. And Kevin, so I, I don't know if this is a hot take at this point. Like Andrew Gutman is a better player right now for Atlanta United than George Bella would have. Been. Oh, absolutely. I, I again, it's one show. It's one showing. It's a, it's a really small sample right. size. Yeah, but, it's recency I mean, bias. Yeah. yeah. And that's but not what like, a I hell love of a performance. Yeah. I love George Bella, but the fact that he came in and immediately, immediately just stamped his mark on this team. Oh yeah. And like just seemingly how important he's going to be for us moving forward. But it also just knowing that, and we'll get to Caleb Wiley, like uh, his exploits later, but knowing that we have Caleb Wiley backing up Andrew Gutman too is another potentially backing him up, right? Because he can play left back or left wing, right? So, um, yeah, just having that in the back of my mind, like I feel a lot better than I would have last season. I feel like the thing that gives Gutman the edge over um, Bello just in a small sample size to me was that performance he had in a one-on-one where he was just dancing circles around uh, I forget <laughs> who it was up top and like I've not seen Bello do that in his tenure with the team and so to see somebody be that poised and that confident on the back line uh, in one-on-one situation was really really great to see yeah, yeah, he sure. he Miles Robinson, uh, whoever it was. <laughs> Dude, he he shattered that guy's ankles. I forget who that was up there, but it was it was so so good to see it happen. Um, uh, I mean, to be fair to to Bello, I mean Gutman's twenty five and Bello. No, I know. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. But, um, but what I saw, what what I thought is Gutman had a more complete performance up and down the yes. entirety of the field. So he was putting in decent crosses. He was tackling in the in um, in defense and shutting players down. But he was also making himself dangerous in the middle of the field, which which we hadn't seen from Bello. Now, not to say that Bello, in his progression, can't outpace Gutman when Bello's twenty five, but um, it's it's a much better fit for the team for where we are now. I mean, I remember we were always, uh, and Bello scored that great goal on his first appearance, but we were always talking about how his defense was something that he needed to be worked on, but we would see improvement. I feel well, like you were Gutmann, saying forever that he shouldn't even be playing. So that's a whole other thing too. Well, you know, I mean, bringing in someone as experienced like Goodman seems like a good move. So, yeah, probably would have no. said Caleb Wiley shouldn't have played last time too. <laughs> George was Campbell, a man. Yeah. yeah. Well, so if we're going to talk about Wiley, are you? Are you? I'm assuming because he scored that goal, you're just penciling him in on for a start. Uh, I'm assuming game. you've already written his check at 35 million. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know how to read Dan and his projections for how these players are going to pan out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the um oh not my getting out of bed for 30 million tim yeah um just to speak george campbell is I, I i i can't speak highly enough for the kid like his i i think he might be our best prospect on this team uh, granted we've only seen one game of caleb wiley but george campbell has not stepped like he's he's been fantastic every time he's played up up against uh grown-ass men in this league um but yeah, the Andrew Gutman thing, like credit where credit's due, right? To, to, to Carlos and to, to Darren, to to see that we're going to lose Bello in, let's say, yeah. two years, right? We have to sign somebody. This guy looks really solid. We're going to sign him, loan him out, um, loan him out for a year because we foresee Bello going to Europe. And that was a year. pickup within the league, too. You know, you talk about yep. another in-league From pickup. Cincinnati, yeah. Yeah. What did we trade an international slot or something like that for Gutman? It was like so. an international slot or some gam or something like that, right? And then, uh, or was he part of the Brandon Vasquez? Was it Brandon Vasquez? Oh, uh, I, I thought it was an international slot for some reason, but yeah. Um, anyway, but to be able to have the foresight to see that and to be able to pick up a solid vet, like again, we're talking about um, talking about Andrew Gutman's age. He's not a guy that you probably see going to another league or trying like this isn't a stepping stone for him, I don't think, at this point. And mm-hmm. to see him be as solid as he is, I yeah. don't know, it just makes me super happy. Um, probably I, I would say he's my man of the match um from yesterday, just like Heineken man of the match award that he got. Do, do we they still do guitars? I don't know. Man, they should. Know. Maybe with Larry Luke, they'll have something cooler. 
uh, as the creative director. So Gutman was acquired from Celtic, who, but he had been on loan to Cincinnati, uh, and then we acquired him from there. And then we loaned him um, out to Red Bulls, right? And we acquired him for 70... Well, we acquired the top allocation spot um, from Cincinnati for 75000 in GAM. So we didn't play a fee, a traditional fee. We paid for the allocation spot, and then we could pick him up from there. But, gotcha. I mean, we played at Celtic. I mean, Celtic are a pretty good team. Yeah, well, he was yeah. college player of the year at in- Indiana. Is that where he went to school? Or went to school? I thought I read that uh, he was from Indiana. Uh, yeah, yep. he yeah he was four a, year standout at Indiana. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was college a collegiate player of the year or something like that. Um, no, solid, like hardworking too. Like he's he's quick. He can defend. He can get up the field. Like yeah, it's just it's it's hard to hit on a left back in any facet of of soccer in the world like i feel like it's just a tough uh a tough spot to be and the, the fact that we kind of nailed that i just credit credit boca ball baby as uh will bauron likes to say it's um yeah yeah no absolutely um so moving into the midfield i think the one and i might be the outlier here i think the one sort of if i was to pinpoint a player in the lineup that I was maybe underwhelmed by it'd be Hosetu just because of where if it seemed like he was always in the right position to make a play on the ball but as soon as he got into possession it was he was immediately dispossessed or took a bad touch or an errant pass and just couldn't seem to find a rhythm like he was certainly creating spaces and creating opportunities but just couldn't seem to string the match together with any level of consistency that developed into any greater playmaking ability by the rest of the team around him. Yeah. I thought he, he, he played all right. I mean, it wasn't terrible. I'm just saying if I've got to find somebody in the lineup, that would be the one that I thought was maybe just a subpar compared to others that seem to have such a big standout showing. I think he was subpar compared to Sadich and Alonso because Sadich right. played lights out. He absolutely he played fantastic. And Alonso, uh, I mean, he is the new Jeff, right? I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly. He he received that yellow card in the first I don't know seven minutes or something like that, and it was a, it was. I mean, he just cleaned the guy out. It was, yeah, <laughs> coming in late. It, I mean, he was that was probably an orange, but. Um, <laughs> What is this? Some sort of like fake account? The Cooligans watching Home Before fake. Dark? What is this? I think it's a Russian what is, bot. Alexis Christian's going to be mad at you for watching on our uh, watching on the the main instead of on your <laughs> on your personal. We know it's you. We know it's you. Asking if this is Dom Dwyer's team now. Uh, and then is he is he saying that only to or solely to start problems in the locker room? Yep. Uh, I mean, as Orlando City, the number one Orlando City podcast, then yeah, yeah. it is. I think I'd like to think we willed this to happen, being the number one. I think I willed his goal into existence by tweeting that he couldn't score just for him to prove me wrong three Mm -hmm. minutes later. I think they radioed into him. I was like, hey, home before Doc's tweeting about this. You got to do (laughs) something. You got to shut these guys up. Oh, and then he heard Kevin calling him a right winger. So he has to come out. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to come out and. Um, got to make a statement about that. Um, yeah, I mean, Hosatu, yeah, is a guy that I think probably is not going to be a starter moving forward. I thought Sadich was fantastic to your point, Dan. I thought that he really didn't put a foot wrong yesterday. Um, and I don't know that Hosatu really had a bad game, right? Like, I think no, any- no, I don't say that at all. I'm just saying, no, like, yeah. he would, he would. What in a game that seemed to hit everything right for the lineup, he was the one that couldn't seem to build any consistency in his run of play yesterday. That's all I'm saying. No, for sure. Yeah, that's it wasn't costly or detrimental to the team in any way. He didn't put the team in a a a position to lose the game based on those errors, but he wasn't put it he wasn't he just couldn't he wasn't outperforming what he was trying to do basically. No. And then you see probably somebody like Marcelino Moreno coming in there, right. Or Franco Ibarra, right. maybe exactly maybe in that spot. Yeah. Um, I th- I mean, to Brent Crawford's point, he's saying this, there's going to be a lot of competition for minutes in the midfield this year. It's crazy. It's a good point. 
I don't even know if stacked is the right word because that's talking talent wise, but it is like very, there's a glut of midfielders on this team. And it's, it is going to be tough for uh, certain guys to get in there and stamp their, um, or, you know, stamp their place in the starting lineup because I think from yesterday, Ozzy's got to be starting, right? Like he is, he's looking like he's going to be starting. He's going to be, like, that he's going to be the anchor. Yeah. He's going to be going the, anchor, to be the anchor that's holding on to the other end of Sosa's leash whenever <laughs> he just yeah. lets him run, basically. Yeah, for sure. Um, Oh, to Jay Hannibal's point, he said, in my opinion, Moreno totally changed the yep. pace of game the moment he stepped in. I was going to men, make that exact point tonight. Men amongst boys. He looked dominant to me yesterday. Like it he only took him playing without two other DPs on the field to yeah. make a big difference. <laughs> He's like, holy shit, just give me the ball. Let me do something with it. Yeah. He was great though, right? Like, Oh, was... absolutely. Did I was going to say, he didn't assist Wiley, right? Uh, yeah, he did. Yes, he did. Oh, he did. That's right. Yes, yeah, he, he found him. He found him with a nice through ball. Split two yep. guys with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying that to remember was, if that was, was him or Joseph. It was. Was Wolf still? I thought it was Wolf to Moreno to Wiley, but Wolf might have been out at that. point. Wolf came out. Um, yeah, he for, came out. Yeah, for uh, Wiley, I think. Didn't Brooks he? Lennon. Tyler Wolf came out for Brooks Lennon. That's right. That's right. I can't Tyler remember Wolf who had an, like, together, uh, Yeah, that was the best Tyler Wolf performance I've seen. I feel like he had. Um, not great runs as like whatever 16 17 year old on the team whenever he's kind of just thrust into the into the lineup and asked to do stuff um, Can somebody just make a three wolf moon shirt with Tyler Wolf's face? <laughs> Tyler Wolf. <laughs> well, who's the third? Because he would have his dad, him, no, and then who else? No, I just want him, Howley, and different. <laughs> it's just different headshots. Oh, if we didn't, if we didn't know the fate that awaited us for doing that because of what uh, what happened with Iron Tooth, I would be tempted to go down that path of doing a three three wolf moon with Tyler Wolf. That would be pretty damn fantastic. Um, yeah, the fact that Moreno is not a DP is pretty great because he yeah. is he is DP level. I think some games, um, some I guess games. We'll see. Yeah. yeah, it was interesting to me to see him play. To your point, Kevin, without Barco on the field, where he could be the guy. It's like Almiron kind of hindered whatever Barco could do because he needed to be the fulcrum at that point. Um, but then without Barco in the team, Moreno is now free to kind of direct uh, yeah. direct the player as, as a playmaker. So he it was probably pretty freeing for him to to feel that way. And Barco, to me, Bar- like I watched a little bit of the River game that he scored. He's again when they played Rossing uh, last this weekend, and he seems to be maybe it's just because he's more enamored with with river and uh marcelo Gojado is he seems to be much more um reluctant to be the man like to carry the team yeah. and i felt like he always had that pressure on him at atlanta and it to his detriment in a way because he seems like a very if you build your team around barco then he to me he feels like he he's gonna really be successful but when you're not doing that and you're bringing in other guys and there's you know he's not a i mean he he was bought in as a marquee signing uh but didn't really have the confidence it seemed as as everyone else around him so i mean he uh it was i think it i think it's i think it's good for the team right now but yeah. we will see how it goes well, you, you talk about Moreno's like ability to sort of take over that game being out from under Barco's shadow. I, it sounds silly to say that because I don't think he was ever in some sort of shadow, mm-hmm. but to use your analogy of the Miggy to Barco to Barco to Moreno deal, I don't think that was evidenced any more than in that free kick, the one free kick that came up and it's like, Oh, unopposed. No one's going to step up to take this. Moreno can just take the free kick. And instead of trying to put a cross in or anything, he's just going to rip it right on goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I and mean, it was directly at Amelia, but it was pretty welcome oh, yeah. sight to see that. Oh yeah. yeah. The first it, time in his tenure that he's been able to step up and just take the free kick without somebody up there jockeying for it over him. It was nice to see the accuracy in the shooting, actually. I mean, we got – so I guess we had 12 total shots. Six of them were on target, which yeah. we is is a higher percentage than we usually see, I feel like. Yeah. 
Yeah, watch that goal. I saw the goal. I didn't watch the River Plate game. I don't got that kind of time. Uh, but the seeing the goal from Barco, it's like ooh, in Atlanta, he would have dribbled that three more times and gotten it taken away from him. Yeah. <laughs> like he wouldn't have taken that shot from that far out in that angle. Like, I don't know if you saw it, Kevin, but it was a uh-uh. hell of a goal. Like, yeah, it, was, it, was it was a very nice goal. It was like, where was that the past three yeah. years? I don't know what's going on. I know. If he does that all season, 30 million 33 million. Player. <laughs> 33 million. Hey, 33. What's, why are you trying to push it up, Kevin? But I am pretty sure. Don't they already have a transfer fee in place to purchase him? I would imagine with the loan, uh, to, land, loan to purchase. For River, yeah. I think they do. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Who was your guys' man of the match yesterday, Kevin? Uh, Gutman for me. Dan? Yeah, I mean, I think they got it spot on with yeah. Gutman as the man of the match. I, I mean, think so too. I think for, followed behind by, I mean, Martinez got, Joseph got his two assists, but I thought I was so impressed with Sadich. Sadich was great. So I asked on Twitter earlier uh, for people's man of the match from yesterday, just like dust is settled. There's time to like, is, you know, is it not just Gutman? Let's see. JR, uh, pay, at pay no mind, saying Campbell, huge for a backup center back to do so well against the best the West has to offer. It's a fair shout. Uh, Joey Haletto saying Gutman, uh, T, uh, the Prince of Soccer, May, May you J9, Gutman, tons of great performances, but he was immense. Lucas Roque saying Andrew Gutman, Rob Osri of uh, Dirty South Soccer saying Ozzy Alonso. And I think that's an underrated shout because I think a lot of yesterday's match depended on him kind of setting the tone with that crunching tackle at the beginning. Um, I, it was a super important um, tone setter for me. Um, Joe Johnstone going against the grain saying Hosetto for covering Dom's ass defensively, um, which I think is interesting. I haven't gone back and watched the game. And then uh, Dominic Fikes lover uh, saying Gutman or Joseph, but because of the way letting uh, the way letting in a goal deflates our team, I went with Gutman. He did great. Yeah, um, in the trap. Who was you guys' man of the match? Was it was it was it Gutman for everybody? Uh, PS Hicks says Sadich was great. Yeah, yeah. It's, I can't say yeah. I can't say enough good things about him. I just I'm happy to have like nothing but glowing things to say about our team. I don't. Hopefully, it lasts. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Um, we'll see. Oh, poor poor Alec can. Oh, so <laughs> Kevin pinned a comment from Eric Quintana. Saying Alec can being called Alex all match by the commentator scored on five times. Rometty, I believe, also dispossessed that uh, that led to the goal. Uh, rough time for the ex ATLians. How is Rometty playing for Cincinnati? No, I think he might be referencing a different game, the San Jose oh. game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Eric Rometty's still with uh, San Jose. What was the madhouse at Lot 17 tailgate in March? I guess just how crazy it was. I'm convinced that Will Balron saw one picture of himself doing a chant at some point that got put on a billboard with his mouth open. And so now I don't even think he speaks words into the megaphone. He just wants to have that face in case another picture gets taken. Every video <laughs> is just the entire the entire time he's just got he's ready. He got a picture, but he somehow he's got the, he's got it all strung together, man. Props to him. It's he's a good face, thing. though, Kev. It's he's a good face. It. He's got it. He's ready. He's camera ready. Yeah, he said that's. <laughs> <laughs> he said that's my trick. I'm always screaming. I'm always triggered. That's my. That's. <laughs> how do you deal with being triggered? That's, I don't know that's how he secret. does it, man. I'm it's always triggered, great, though. Um, Brian Diefenboxing, I just feel like overall team performance felt more like 2018, and I'm excited to see what we can do this season when we get all the parts in place. Shit, we had 60%, not even like 55% of our squad in, intact yesterday, something like that. Yeah. yeah, and still did that. Um, Matt Wisniewski said, uh, Andrew Gutman, Joseph, and Campbell in that order. Um, yeah, best atmosphere in a few seasons. Man, I, that's one of the things that I, I wanted to talk about too. Was that it was it was the first time since COVID that it felt like I was at an Atlanta United match. Everything else has felt like okay, we're at a game. We're we're, we're clearly here. We're watching Atlanta United play, but that opener yesterday felt like it was an Atlanta United match of 2018, 2019. I mean. 
69,000 strong. I think it was nice. Um, yeah, exactly. And it, 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 it felt every bit of it. It was, it was great. It was a great atmosphere. Um, great turnout and a lot of support for the team that I just, it was, it was kind of jarring to be completely honest, not having not been around that in so long, but it was, it was a welcomed experience to say the least. And um, I think it made a big difference in the game. Honestly. Um, I think that, Everybody was excited to play no matter what with it being an opener, but it made a huge difference actually having everybody show out um, the full stadium open, the the upper tier open as well. So it made a made a big difference to me. And it, it was it was a really, really great day. Yeah, it, rem- it kind of reminds me of like a game in Bobby Dodd where, you know, we were still learning who the players were. Yeah, uh, but it was exciting to watch. I mean, this was exciting to watch, and we were kind of still learning who some of the players were. I definitely had a few of those moments because <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Yeah, you, I can't tell who the." <laughs> yeah, I was trying. Hosetu's got blonde like, hair now. <laughs> oh yeah, I could see Hosetu, and then I usually try and match him up with the boots. So Dom yep. Dwyer had yep. 2019 boots on the bright orange ones. So obviously yep. he was. You could see him, but can't um, miss Gutman's bald ass head unless him and Guzan switch. So that's an easier one to pick out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. What a what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. And you know what's even oh, so? Actually, before we get onto that, I did ask also just to get back into the swing of things. One positive and one negative from people on Twitter. Uh, John Nason saying positive what appears to be four quality fullbacks, which I think Mateo had posted in the trap. At one point, we had four fullbacks on the field. Obviously, not all playing fullback, but just to know the versatility that Brooks Lennon and Caleb Wiley have to be able to be fit into uh, kind of forward positions um, is pretty great. And the fact that we have a lot of depth um, at those positions right now is awesome. I mean, Ronald Hernandez, I felt like, played really well yesterday, too. I think he's a guy we're not talking about. I was very impressed with Hernandez, and I wasn't expecting to be. Uh, I've always looked at him as the backup to Lennon, uh, but I feel like this game has put him in a little bit more serious contention in that competition for for right back. Um, Yeah, I was impressed with him. I didn't realize he seems to have put on some muscle since last time I saw him. Yeah, Uh, I think so too. He looks great. He was, you know, kind of a really good balance for Gutmans as he was well-balanced up and down the field. Um, being threatening on offense and then being able to um, be challenging in defense and in the midfield as well. So I was, I, I was shockingly, I was, I was surprised to uh, see his uh, good performance. Um. Yeah, his negative was Brazilian hamstrings. Yeah, mm. I feel like that has been. <laughs> Gosh, I hope I hope our is all right, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Elliot Beaven, he's one of our own, saying positions Atlanta one and Dom Dwyer scoring negative. Arujo's injury seems to be kind of across the board. Joey Haletto positive. Joseph looks fit negative. Arujo injury random takeaway. Campbell looked better than Robinson. Mm. Uh, an overreaction. Caleb Wiley will start at left back for the U.S. in the 2026 World Cup. I don't think that's that far fetched. Um, yeah, I think I saw MLS Buzz tweeted something like, uh, we're not talking much enough about how Atlanta United took Miles Robinson into the lab and cloned him into George Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> and George, saying George Campbell will play for the U.S. Hell yeah, he will. I still, again, he's our best prospect. He's he's an outstanding player. Um, Brian Olivas. Uh, sad, sad Los Angeles Lakers fan saying uh, positive bald excellence in the form of Gutman being a baller and the negative Luis. No, he can have my hamstring. I think I saw multiple people offering up a hamstring replacement as if my hamstring wouldn't snap under duress of his athleticism. It would snap like, like in an instant. Um, Step on the field. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, immediate. It would be immediate. Uh, and then Jonathan D. Williams saying, positive team win, Gutman, Moreno's passing. Uh, it's positives, and I asked for one. Uh, negative, Luis. Yeah, it seems to be, again, across the board. <sighs> Ooh, tough tough call from Brittany here. Um, I, I don't think that you 
you're pulling Lennon anytime soon if he's match ready personally though. Um, but she was saying that she was about to say Hernandez over Linus Hernandez over Lennon. I can't talk tonight um, from now on, or is that too soon to call too soon for me? I don't know. I would like to see what Brooks Lennon does in a more advanced position. Lennon's distribution, I think, is just so. I think it's integral to Joseph's success for them to link up and how great he's been in years past. I don't. I haven't seen that out of Hernandez yet. I think. Yeah, I think it's a little bit more time, but it's a great problem to have. The nice thing is, Lennon gives us, as we've seen, a little bit more winger depth. Yeah. Um, which. Was really great to see. I mean, he he was threatening also um, in the final third. So I I think probably a little bit too soon. We'd kind of see where things go. But um, man, he's he's a hell of a backup. Yeah, no, to say the least. And and that's the other thing. Again, seeing the versatility that Brooks Lennon has to be able to come in and play midfield if we need him to, um, and being able yeah. to still have him and Ronald Hernandez playing together. Like I think, and I think Ronald Hernandez. I think they could easily switch too, because I think he's good enough going forward too. Um, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, so I think it, just the amount of options that Gonzalo Pineda finds himself with, uh, and just having like the savvy that he has as a manager in MLS, I, I, it's very exciting. Um, yeah, I think it's good that um, I think Longshaw said it on the full time report is it doesn't matter too much where they play. It's the fact that we've bought in um, soccer players, like players who can play more than one position. Um, and it's it's really good to see we're not just trying to get specialists in that will only play in one position. We're, we're trying to get like – we talk about T-shaped people, but it's they're like D-shaped, so they've got um, – <laughs> that's right, Kevin – uh, they've got more talent in more areas. Now time for the Dan load. <laughs> speaking of D-shaped. Speaking of shaped Ds. Oh, did you take it? Did you take our old manscaped thing out of here? Damn it. No, it's no, I didn't. Yeah, it's not on here. But then anyway. of course we want we want some structure there because that hasn't hadn't happened in the past with Barco. Maybe Barco's just been the problem the whole time. <laughs> Speaking of D-shaped people, <laughs> that's brought to you by Manscaped. It is not brought uh, to you by Manscaped. Not no, at all. It is definitely not. It's definitely not. Um, so uh, I know we won't have – I know we're, we're going to have a pretty weak Dan load tonight while he's recharging his shot for next week. Um, <laughs> coming back from travel, it'll take him some time to build it back <laughs> up. But <laughs> he's still in another time zone, so you got to give it. He's got the. He's got to reset your clocks, folks. Next week he'll be back and ready for it. But for this week, they are calling for snow in the matchup against Colorado, which means mm. the orange ball will be back, or at least we hope, right? Uh yeah, no, it will. So. It'll be back, yeah. Yeah, they, um, man, Colorado, I guess they won the West last season. Uh, and then they crashed out to Comunicados um, in Champions League and then got spanked 3 0 by uh, LA, LAFC. It's going to be, uh, we are going to get download hats made, but it's a uh, white text on a white hat, so you can only see it with a black light. <laughs> 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 no no wonder our target audience is so thin <laughs> still the number one rated atlanta united podcast on itunes most rated because nobody nobody uses itunes anymore <laughs> all right Get the tears out of my eyes. I'm going to start a spreadsheet. Make this things make this easier for us to keep track of. Because last week I did, I think three nothing uh, KC for the KC game. Um, yeah, and I said one nothing Atlanta. Yeah, 
Dan, we didn't get your score prediction. So uh, yeah, I, uh, said, I, I said three. He one. said SKC loss or win. I did. <laughs> I did. I went for a two-one loss. Hmm. Well, okay. we'll all take one out of this week then. Okay. Uh, I mean, how great does that hat idea sound, though, for real? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk about it for a minute. We'll talk about it offline. It's almost great. like the invisible ink. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's exactly the thought. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. You got to pee on the hat to get it <laughs> to be able to see the how did Colorado do this past weekend? It was three nothing, uh, right? They lost three nothing to LAFC. They, they lost three nothing to Carlos Vela. Uh, yeah, hat trick opening day, ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous, it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Will Belron won, won the comments of the night. Won't be able to wear that hat within five hundred yards of a school. <laughs> You want to talk about a Carlos Vela hat trick? You want to know about a real hat trick? We're talking about the, the invisible ink on, on the oh, Dan Lode hat. Man. Would you be mad if we, if we had Dan Lode hats made, Dan? <laughs> but it's got to be like we just proposed it. Yeah, That's go the for only it. way it can happen. Mm. No, I was thinking. I, I, like I would imagine we'll sell two of them. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But like a, in a life is good font? <laughs> like a <hand laughs> bar, just a no, I wanted it in Comic Sans with just a little download bar on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Colorado three nothing. We're going and playing likely in the snow. Orange ball domination, as I tweeted earlier. I mean, what was that six one up against Minnesota in uh, yeah. in twenty sixteen yep. or twenty seventeen? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. How are you guys feeling going into that game? What do, What do you got score predictions wise, Kevin? Um, I'll say two one Atlanta. Okay, Dan. I'm gonna go two nil. Ooh, to Atlanta, right? Not to Colorado. Yes, but Atlanta. Okay, I got to figure out a better way to keep track of this, but or like better way to format this so I can just like re- whatever generate results on the fly. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with a. I'm gonna go with another three one. I think the Colorado breaks it. Uh, you know breaks the seal for this year and they, they get a goal. And I have a feeling like that might be as good as our back line is. Like we end up, that ends up being a bugaboo. We can't keep a clean sheet. I hope that's not the case, but I guess we'll see Four one Atlanta. Haletto one, one from dirty bird person two nothing from Will Bowron. So yeah. Tim Colorado against LAFC had seven shots. With only one on target. Mm, that, that one on target is going to get really past Brad Guzan. Pissed. Well, no, I think <laughs> if they score, it's going to be because Brad Guzan passes it to them yeah. or waits too late and gets tackled. <laughs> How long until Castanera comes in? Uh, I don't think so. I I think. I know. Uh, I'm just shitting. Season, like, but I feel I like think... we're not going to know what we had until it's gone in Brad Guzan. And, oh, and absolutely. The, yeah. I know, but you're we you're check. getting to it. You're getting to a point in his contract where the the benefits Diminishing returns. Yeah, exactly. Is you're you're paying too much for what you're getting, and it, it's just you're paying so much for what he's giving you. And yes, it's it's giving you confidence and stability, but at what cost? At a certain point in a salary cap league, that you can't afford to pay those kinds of prices for a keeper that. Isn't he's not the best keeper? He's certainly not the worst either. I'm not saying that, but he's, yeah, it's diminishing retor- returns to say the least. I'm trying to find. Oh, let me see if I can. Find, yeah, here it is. Uh, I had retweeted it from Josiah on. Um, let me see if I could download it real quick. Uh, it's not super easy to share an image from or like a tab on here. I was gonna hold on. Give me a second. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. See, share screen, Chrome tab. I like that both said absolutely yeah. nothing. Okay. Matt Wisniewski said, we're all that image of the car turning down the left <laughs> up That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I, I don't see a problem with that. <laughs> Not at all. I don't know that I do either. Um, but we've all been so starved of, you know, 
hope. Hope, um, exactly. In, <laughs> in, in, in Alanian United fandom. And then hope. just life in general. So, Agreed. I mean, Agreed. with COVID, war in Ukraine, I mean, come on, just... I mean, the stuff going on with Kanye, like, um, yeah, I feel like it's all, yeah. I mean, Steven Seagal is over in, in Russia. like uh, NFTs. Jay NFTs. Riddle got an NFT tattoo, apparently. It's just yep. in cyberspace, but he's got it. <laughs> I, have <a> full, <laughs> I have a full sleeve in uh, Decentraland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, yeah, we James do need a part of his it. body for a ta- for an NFT tattoo. <laughs> uh, Brittany asked, saying if Almada is playing five one ATL. Just kidding, two one ATL. No, yeah. Brittany five yeah. one. <laughs> Jay Hannibal said that that tattoo five is one. it's invisible ink. <laughs> uh, uh, ooh, yeah, we like so I don't know Jennings anything about. So apparently Dom Dwyer is into NFTs and as is Jay Riddle. I feel Matt, what Matt Wisniewski is saying, basically we need to, we need to like curate a Ted talk between the two what, or some sort it? of, some sort of debate or seminar. It's like, it's like tats with Breck Shea, but it's NFTs with Dom. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you... it's, he's gotta be right. I mean, this is probably his last contract. Yeah. True. You think, you think Dom Dwyer looked at like, I guess that was two years ago and he was like, he saw the horrible reception the fans gave Breck Shea. He's like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Like, I got to come out guns blazing. <laughs> like, I can't be the scapegoat the good news for everybody. Is being, to Dan's point earlier, to be the number, like, a top three Orlando City podcast and the top Atlanta United podcast, we're definitely on Dom Dwyer's radar. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt about it. <laughs> I tweeted it. Always rated him. I've never slighted that man in my life. <laughs> you will find no Dom Dwyer slander here, nor will you find Breck Shea slander. I am a huge Breck, Shea, Breck Shea fan, as is Breck Clayton Poss. Yeah, Breck I'm Shea pretty fan. sure I've slandered Dom Dwyer and most of the Orlando. Yeah, players. Um, very excited for the season. Very excited for the podcast to be. Back in full swing. I, I say that to say I will be gone in two weeks, but you guys will be um, you guys will be in good hands with Kevin and Dan. And you guys will, I guess, need Kevin just thought of a third uh, co-host. <laughs> no, I was just thinking the fact that I will be out on the 21st. So you and I need to talk schedules. Uh, Dan, we'll talk about a guest for the day that Tim is out, and then we'll figure out. Uh, so, yeah, we got a couple of – uh, shows coming up in the month of, month of March that we'll have some guests on. Who would you guys want to get pulled in? Be sure to tweet them and us at Home Before Dark. That's before spill. Be the number four. Give us somebody that we can get in touch with. Somebody Alexi Lawless. Make it yeah. Alexi Lawless. <laughs> Stu Holden. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, just just tweet shoot him. Your shot. Yeah. Shoot your just, shot. Just tweet him. You never know. Yeah. I, I don't know how many how many thumbs up do we have on this episode right now. I was going to say, everybody, before yeah. we before we sign off, before we sign off, I need the thumbs up. I need the th- I need you to smash that like button. I need you to smash that like button. Would you do it for me? Would you just Would you just do it for me? Just smash it. All smash right. that like button. Oh, oh God! <laughs> and that's maybe you, you can maybe day. you can do the download. <laughs> smash that like button. <laughs> the download. Just smash it. Ooh, Liverpool, yes. We did win the Carabao Cup yesterday. How crazy is that, that it came down to keepers? Did you guys watch? Either of you guys watch the... It was an infuriating match to watch with all the goals getting called back. But then um, the fact that penalties ended 11 to 10 is pretty insane. I watched the first half, and but then I had to leave to go to the Atlanta United game. But uh, it seemed like a great game, which is unusual for finals because they usually cagey affairs, but both teams were going for it, it seemed like. so. Yeah, I feel like the referees kind of ruined the excitement. And, like, uh, yeah, they pulled the, you know, took the air out of both sides quite often. Uh, there were a good bit of offsides and disallowed goals. Like Virgil, like Joel Matip broke the, broke the deadlock, but um, 
I guess Virgil van Dyke was holding somebody. I don't know. Anyway, there were a couple key moments that I will point out, though. Virgil van Dyke smashes his penalty against Keppa. Gets it like Keppa guesses right, but there's no chance he's going to get to it. He just stares him down like so, so like just I don't even know. Man, it was it was intense. And then to see, I don't know. Do you know how to pronounce? I don't know how to pronounce Kelleher's first name. I'm a Liverpool fan, but I don't. I'm not I believe Irish. It's Worcestershire. It's cumin. Kelmian. Kelmian. Yeah, some Irish name. Yeah. Anyway, he's he. He scored his penalty to win. It was pretty pretty fantastic. And then uh, Kepa pulled a Petey Martinez and put his penalty into the stands. Oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. So where's Allison? Why didn't he play? Um, I believe I haven't watched all the post game, but I think because Kelleher played every single game in the League Cup, that he didn't want to take that from him. Yeah, gotcha. Well, that was nice of him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh... I don't know what else. I don't have anything else, guys. I don't have anything else. I'm very excited. Very I'm very excited. excited too. Very excited. Um, yeah. Very excited to be back. Very excited for a lot of things right now. So um, very excited that you all joined us tonight, making it a, a very, very great and interactive season opener in the trap. So thank you guys for doing that. And if you want to be a part of the fun shenanigans in the future, be sure to like and subscribe. Hit the bell icon on YouTube to get a notification each and every time we go live again we're three subscribers away from 500 on youtube and yeah. 10 is that the same away. as last week no we got one more last week i'm convinced it was Brittany s's aunt however it was one more from last <laughs> week so be like Brittany s and go on your aunt's account and subscribe to home before dark because every little bit helps for the algorithm and uh we're 10 away from 200 reviews on our ratings and reviews on uh itunes or apple Podcasts. so be sure to do that too also with your aunt's account who cares just do it say it was the russians we don't care as long as we get them numbers that's all what we do we have, we so. just like uh, write the funniest review imaginable and we'll we'll rate them throughout the year just yeah. like give them a yeah. give them a star like rating it. as if you give like us it. star ratings yeah um so yeah thank you guys so much for hanging out with us um each and every week we love the hell out of you and everybody in the trap every week you guys i say it each and every time you make this show what it is and you help drive us as much as we try to drive each other crazy so thank you so much for tuning in with us um you can find us all online in one fashion or another tim where can they find you you can find me uh, on instagram yeah, on Instagram at Tim Herb. Yeah, Dan, what about you? Uh, you can find me at DNJMS. You find me at the Architect. That's at the underscore A R C number one T E C T. Find all of us collectively at Home Before Dark. That's before spelled B and the number four. Be sure to tweet us. Let us know who and how. We should run those few shows in the month of March. What guests we should have on. Uh, maybe some familiar faces, maybe some new faces. Let us know. And uh, we're always up for suggestions on how we could do things better. So let us know and we will get on it. So until next time, as always, be home before dark. Just want to open up YouTube and see if I'm subscribed or not. <laughs>